There's no hoppers like show hoppers like no hoppers we know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering season three, episode ten, opening night, which is the closing of the season. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher who loves Only Murders in the Building and is very happy to be watching it for the first time, at least season three, because it was new to Hulu. And I'm doing so with a mystery guest. Who goes there? Me. <laughs> it's me, Kurt. Did you guess that? <laughs> it did. <laughs> you know, she did it. Uh, Loretta did did the who goes there thing when they first were working on Creatures of the Night, but then I was not expecting to hear to hear it again because it was so ridiculous in the rehearsals. But I was kind of thrilled to hear it, so I had to incorporate it into the opening. But Kurt, mm-hmm. this is the finale. Yes, I want to know how you season. felt about it. So let's check our ratings. Rating. By the way, folks, I'm uh, I'm on a different microphone, so I sound different. I apologize. I'm also not pacing around as I record, which will change the dynamics of this quite a bit. So let's let's You're see how it goes. <laughs> I, I really am. But my feet are up. I'm very relaxed. So <laughs> at any rate, all right, Kurt, I, recording. I, I hope not. <laughs> All right. I believe that you were pretty thrilled about the producer's angle, about the 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 relevance to the musical, the producers. Uh, I think you were pretty thrilled uh, about Donna's the validity of Donna's uh, suspicion, like not her suspicion, their accusation of Donna. So uh, that validates your rating of uh, of episode nine, which you gave a ten, and it was. Kind of a red herring, but only a red herring for the push. Everything they they had it right up until Donna pushed him. Uh, so I think you like that. Uh, I think you liked having the spotlight on Donna and Cliff at all because I know you like them. I think you liked uh, that it was kind of on theme for the season because it was very thematically focused on mothers and sons and the relationship between them. So uh, I think you really liked that. I think you thought it was funny. You got to see Saz again, although not enough for any more. <laughs> well, we'll probably see Saz a lot in flashbacks maybe next season. But uh, I think you probably liked that. Uh, I think you liked the music. Um I, I, I think you really liked this episode. The only thing you might be disappointed about is that you were nowhere in the ballpark of getting this right at any point. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the ballpark of getting this right at any point. Wow. What a statement to say. Well, I, I, well for you. So, so well, hold on. I haven't given you my yeah, number, you number yet. I don't want to hear it. But okay. Uh, I'd say give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. I really think your only big complaint is the fact that you kind of guessed a lot of this. I mean, you didn't have Cliff for the whole, whole season, but you did put him last week. What was he, your number one or two? <laughs> he was my number one last week. <laughs> and you did mention the producer's angle before they even referenced the producers. I sure did. Uh, and then obviously I had the I had the poison cookie from the minute I heard <laughs> Ben say, sit, just sitting there all sweet. Yeah, so I, I mean, so that, that might be a downside for you, but I honestly think you really enjoyed a lot of the other elements of the season like Loretta like Ben uh the trio was doing you know 
pretty interesting stuff for the season. You're intrigued by how next season will go. We see an unfortunate demise for Saz. Uh, and it was all, I mean, you were able to get it because of how like logical and I, I guess fair they kind of were in, in a murder mystery in terms of they gave you clues, you clued onto them, and you got it right. Uh, I think that's the hardest thing to do, for example, in season two. Like, it's hard to know that Poppy and sh- the sheriff or the, the detective had a like a relationship or anything. There's some, well, I might argue, some contrived points. So I think you gave it a 10. Okay. Oh, and also there's a lot of music that you like that too. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an episode about a musical. It is an episode about a musical with lots well, of music music, in it. Yeah, yeah, with the musical going on. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, that's a very good which, thing for you. You gave it a 10. Music, which I have since downloaded. So yes, I, I did, I did really like the music. <laughs> uh, I, I take your point. I think it's a very fair assessment. This, this was, I think, by far the most fair season that they've had. I, I don't think, Anybody was ever going to guess Poppy last season? Yeah, I think Poppy's a little contrived. I, I think. I mean, I don't. Th- was she ever on our list at any point? Ah, uh, maybe as like a just like a throw-in candidate, but never. Like, I don't think. I don't think seriously, yeah. if ever. Yeah. So I. So I, I. That one I think was the hardest. Uh, season one, you were on Jan somehow, like pretty early. I, I felt like. There may have been some clues along the way, yeah, but, like, but not really. I mean, you're kind of just mm-hmm. throwing darts. This, I felt like you could suss this out. Yes. And I don't know. And I, I guess to a certain extent, that's to their credit. But uh, at the same time, I, I did give this a 10, but I called it a generous 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving it a generous 10. I'm giving it a 10 because, I, I, look, I really like the music. I loved Donna and Cliff. I... I, I loved the the uh, the mothers and sons theme. I loved the the producers. The, the I'm in quotes here that underlined the producers that angle. Um, I, I, the only reason I'm calling it generous is because I I did kind of figure most of this out. The motivations were different though, and that's I think why I'm happy to give this a ten because it wasn't uh, I the, from the very early days saying that Donna poisoned the cookie so that she could almost kill Ben and then have his resurrection be a great way to open, reopen the show. Yeah, no, she was just legitimately trying to kill him. Exactly. It was legitimate murder. Yeah, it didn't exactly track the producers. Right, yeah, exactly. So I think it's cool that they made it, they made the producers, the culprits in a season that was so heavily leaning into the producers. So that was cool, but the motivations did surprise me, uh, and yet they made complete sense because they were completely on theme with the mother-son angle for the season. So mm-hmm. I, I did love this episode a lot, but I, I, there is something a little less satisfying about kind of being right. So anyway. Hoist on your own baton. baton. <laughs> How about you? What did you, you give it? I gave it a 10. I, I think it was very, even, even, well, I mean, had I not known it, I might have, I probably still would have given it a 10. But even with you spoiling it for me, uh, I still, <laughs> Don't say it like that. I didn't actually know the answer. Even though you spoiled it for us and the listeners, it's, I, I, I respect how it was made. Like, it was a very well put together story. Um, and like I said, the murder mystery element itself 
isn't what draws me exactly to only murders in the building. I've commented how I, I think they could even do the series without doing this part, like you know, the murder mystery part. I still like it. I'm, I I would have been very happy with just watching this musical for <laughs> yeah. episode ten. I hope I hope they release like some limited thing or like oh my just god, like, like even if it's just like a ten minute or fifteen minute of like just the musical because surely they have B roll that's not here, right? Right. Yeah, have to. Have so to. I'm hoping they actually made a musical, filmed it all, and then there's just interspices of it. But I yeah, but I I think it, this is the fairest murder mystery yet, right? Cause I I think a big thing with murder mysteries is you don't really get any real information until like the very end, like the episode or two before it ends, or like if it's a movie a little bit before it ends, like otherwise you'll never really get it. This one, they gave enough clues that you were able to get it earlier on. I mean, again, not quite. And yeah, the motives were off, but the motives didn't make sense. And in fact, I mean, so much so that I, I I did note down here, any sympathy for cliff. Oh man. I I think these are the most (laughs) sympathetic killers they've had. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Which I think like Jan was just crazy. Yeah. 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 And Poppy was just looking at her own self-interest. Yeah. These two, like, I feel bad for them. I kind of don't want them to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Donna, Donna deserves it. (laughs) She she was trying to do it so her son looks better, but she was just trying to kill someone. Cliff, though, Cliff was like a crime of passion. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, Mabel even you know suggested you know tell them that it was an accident. Tell them that you were doing it to protect your mother or whatever. Like you probably will, you know, get off easy. And and Donna, you know, I, I kind of believe her when she says that she wasn't trying to kill ben like how many rats is one ben glenroy (laughs) (laughs) i i kind of believe her that she was just trying to mess him up so that he would you know have to bow out at least for the night jeez it's just it's sad to see him go i like it it is sad i like i I really liked them a lot and uh, uh, seriously like they were kind of i guess the emotional core at least of the finale if not of the season so that's well i I shouldn't say that loretta and dickie loretta and dickie yeah and i think nah (laughs) i shouldn't have the season but that's no i i think loretta and oliver you could say and That's Oliver true. with his heart attacks with and everything. Him. He had like six heart attacks this season, which is not true. He had two. I know. Ridiculous that they said that because they've been talking <laughs> about it for so long. I know. You can't do that. If, if if they kept referencing it, that'd be hysterical. But yeah. they, they dropped it for so long. Right. Oh, boy. Anyway. All right, Kurt. Uh, I want to take a guess at your favorite scene here. All right. All right. Let's talk about that. Favorite scene. Kurt, I think that your favorite scene must have something to do with the producers. You've loved them all season. They get the spotlight in this episode. They're really good. I think you love I think you love the scene with Cliff in the loft, or we get to see the flashback of him with Ben. So I guess the flashbacks specifically are, are your favorite scene. Uh do you know what I'm talking about at the yes, top? Yes, yes, yes. At, at the elevators. Right. Mm-hmm. Not so th- there, there are two sets of flashbacks, but the, like the one that has the the meat of it, because the other one's just right. Him down. Yeah, exactly. The one that has the meat of it. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, I think your favorite scene was when the trio with Tabor at the coat hanger slash Mike confronting Donna in the office, and she confesses to their surprise and kind of chagrin, actually. 
Well, yeah, I, Mabel, yeah Mabel certainly looks like she doesn't buy it at least. Well, I meant like they were kind of sad how quickly she confessed. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're the cards. Yeah, uh, that is a great scene. It's it's very funny uh, and and really pretty emotional. When I mean, I don't know if you picked up on it right then, but I I kind of assumed at as soon as she confessed to the push that she was covering up for Cliff. Uh-huh. Uh, I I did too in that moment, but I didn't know whether she had known beforehand or not. No, I don't think she did. That's why yeah, she now, said I I didn't push, and, and that's I, yes, the I, best I watched, part of the scene. That's I, mean, I watched this uh, episode twice for reference, and yeah. So mm-hmm. I, when I was watching the second time, I was watching that more of. I wonder if she knew going into this, like if she if she knew that was Cliff's Cliff who pushed him down, and I know it really looks like she didn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she. There was some ads to it, so it's good. Yeah, it's a great scene, and it, it's certainly on my short list. But my favorite scene actually was uh, Loretta and Dickie backstage. Oh, I, really? You're, you're uh, a pure jerker. I went, I went for the for the emotional, the emotion, the more emotional part of the episode. Although, I mean, there's plenty, uh, plenty of emotion in that scene that you guessed for me. Honestly, like, I, I, you know, she, she admits that she has stage four lung cancer and so forth, but. Um, but no, I, I went with Loretta and Dickie. I, I really, really scene. loved it. It, it. it is. It is. And it's, you know, and, and she, she performs the song, that the Look for the Light. Uh, but, you know, you get, you get to see Mabel and Dickie looking on. And Dickie's in, like, Dickie's in tears listening to this song. Right, it, it, in tears he, every time she sings that song. No difference. Well, he wasn't in tears the first time, but 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 anyway, he's in tears. Uh, and when they connect after the song, and she tries to tell him, what got me? I mean, really, it it was it was a I don't know I don't want to say kicking the teeth, but it was like it hit me in the feels really hard that he already knows that he she doesn't even have to tell him that he he's known since the first read through in that she the way he phrases it is you were it was as though you were calling to me like the lighthouse which i mean i i think that's a pretty beautiful metaphor anyway so I, I, that song is is beautiful in many ways because of that metaphor but the fact that dicky has latched onto it here is is really really amazing uh, and it, you know the um it's, it's it's there's some humor in here too when when he says I can't explain it any more than I can explain the plot of this musical. It's pretty funny. I I, I like that. But um, Loretta has a line in here that is really I don't know. It made it really made me pause and think about this. It, it, it was it was this might have been a kick in the teeth actually. Uh, she says it was the sort of decision you can only make when you're too young to make it and. That just is so painful. I, I, it's so painful because you you understand exactly what she means. Like, the, the, how many decisions did you make when you were younger that you wish you could make again now, given all the you know knowledge, wisdom, experience that you have gained since you made that decision? Every decision. Uh, seriously, everything I've right? done was wrong. It's, I regret everything. Everything. But I mean it's it's so many. And so this this hits so close to home. I, I if you I, I find I would find it impossible to believe that there is someone out there who can't connect with that statement somehow. Unless they're like very young. <laughs> because 
Yeah, I mean, I, like you can definitely live in a way with that regret as to like I'm happy with where my life is now. Mm-hmm. But certainly, there's a point in your life where you where you think of back and go, "Yeah, I wish I did so." You know, blank differently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Surely, surely, there's a point, right? Even if you eventually worked it out after the fact, like yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. definitely agree. And then the other th- the other thing I really love about the scene that's kind of probably flies under the radar because there's so much emotion and and so much anticipation that has built up to this moment between Dickie and Loretta is that as she's telling him that there's nothing she wouldn't do for him, Mabel looks out and sees Donna mm-hmm. talking to Cliff and how upset Cliff is. So uh, and, and we we can only assume that she was telling him that she knows he killed Ben and she's taking the fall. Yeah. So we see kind of as almost the antithesis of two like parent child relationships with Red and Dickie growing closer. They're they're sharing, you know, they're crying. It's it's a really sweet, tender moment and it's it's bitter for Cliff and Donna. Right. And, yeah. and, and I mean it's that whole um theme of a, a, you know, a mother will do anything for their child and yep. just Donna doing whatever she can for Cliff. Yeah, for absolutely. All right, Kurt. I guessed for you the flashbacks at the top of the elevator shaft. Was so that I right? D- I did write down here that I think it is sick as hell that they did a flashback in a flashback. A flashback, I, I, a flashback. I don't know. I don't know if you remember it, but during that flashback, Cliff then remembered his mom kind of picking up some cookies when Ben was talking to him. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when that happened, I was like, "Wait a second! They just do a flashback in a flashback." I'm like, "That, like, yeah." What are you doing? Producing? Yeah, that's kind of some layers right there. Because doing a flashback in a flashback, I think, is normally at least from just saying that, it's kind of a confusing thing to do. It, yeah. it worked out fine in the episode. I don't think it was confusing yep. at all. But it no. does make me wonder who can push the limits. Right, I want. I, can we get a flashback in a flashback in a flashback? Right, right. I now this just spins my head as to there might be like a cool one-off episode idea of just trying to get as deep as you can in flashbacks. But anyway, mm. that inception. I, I will tell you the, the only reason I didn't pick that scene uh, mm. that I guessed for you is because I it's because of the previous episode where. All the flashbacks were conjecture, so I spent the whole of that scene saying, "Is this just Mabel?" Making this up, again? Mm-hmm. yeah, or or am I seeing Cliff's memories here? So, anyway, that's that's the only reason I blame the previous episode for that. It was on my short list, but ultimately I picked the uh, scene I picked for you, which is Donna ultimately confessing in the office. I thought it was a good. I mean, yeah, it it's it, we thought Donna poisoned the cookie, so that's not the shocker, but just the fact yeah. she confesses so quickly, uh, yep. she's trying to take the salt or the fall for her son. That's kind of emotional, the way the way she tears up. And just the, the fact that she was sick. I guess it's just, it, it really lays it all out, and it does, I think it does it in a really great way. Oh, I totally agree. I thought it was hysterical, too. I thought it was really, yes. really funny. I mean, just the way, like, yeah, oh, yeah. She walks in. Um, immediately, you know, the trio has their flashcards, and them are hiding it behind, like, the backs of other characters. And yep. They're they're saying their lines, and they're saying them terribly, too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, they're clearly just reading them from the scripts, and she confesses immediately, aware it's being recorded, like, Tobert hiding doesn't even matter. All, all the straw they've done. Yep. She just openly confesses, just wants to finish opening night, 
and there, right? Just, just get this over with. Uh, Maxine's play would have killed it. You should be thanking me, Oliver. How many? Oh yeah, I love the way she says that too. <laughs> She's like, and, and now you have a hit musical. You're effing welcome. Like, yeah, she says it right into the mic. Like she, yeah. she, she's still producing for this show. Oh yeah, her going to jail for it soon. Like she's yeah making sure it sounds great. Um, and then yeah, she initially refuses push like refutes the fact that she pushed Ben down. But once they show her the hanky as evidence, including lipstick. She she starts to well up and confesses yep. to it and starts saying yep. you know false motives. Like, yeah, I I pushed them down. Uh, yeah, it was that, good. It was definitely going to rewatch just seeing that. Just, that, just knowing that that's where she learned it. That she's yep. taking the hit. That's yeah. That's my favorite part of the scene. I, I um, love it. It's so good. And then there's comedy. Yeah, with Tobber hiding. It, and, yeah, <laughs> Tobber hiding was hysterical. Uh, she thought the mic was in the cookies, and they're like, "Oh, that that would have been clever." But it, and all, Oliver trying to read the cue cards off of Charles' back was just wonderful. It was funny. And, and there's still some more comedy to end the scene too. I mean, oh yeah, with they, they, they Howard person, right? Yeah, and it, well, it ends with Howard. Yeah, coming in, and who will take over for Jonathan, who's taken one too many pills? Yeah, I mean, I had written down, oh, Howard's going to do it. No, I, <laughs> but, when he's saying that, I was like, Oliver's going to be doing this. Thing. <laughs> Just the way. It makes sense. It makes sense because, you know, uh, the Loretta got a song. Charles got a song. It makes sense that, that Oliver would get a song. You know, what I was thinking about was, didn't, didn't Selena Gomez have, like, a music career? She did. That's why I was going to comment on that later. She has a music career. It doesn't yeah. sing at all. <laughs> Isn't that really? That's really funny. Like it's a, a musical season, and she doesn't get to do any of it. Yeah, yeah. Like she got really to funny. do like the the Chicago esque thing uh, that gave Oliver the idea for a musical. But I guess it's not in her way back in episode much. two. Yeah, no. But they definitely could have shoe hammered that in. <laughs> Very good. But I I thought it was a total stud move by Oliver to opening night five minutes beforehand. He's taking the main lead. Do you want to know what's really hysterical, Kurt? What is and this? Really and this is when I was a hundred percent convinced that Cliff was the other killer. It was the killer. Mm-hmm. The director taking the place of the lead actor. Oh, is, is that in also, the producers? Also in the producers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, in that one, the main the lead actor uh, breaks his leg, uh, and so he can't go on. So the director takes place, um, and in in this one, is, is that where "Break a Leg" comes from? Or so "Break that, a Leg." So there's a whole a song about. So uh, you know, I've told you the premise of the producers is yes. that they're trying to create a flop, right? Mm-hmm. So they go around wishing everyone good luck on opening night, which is actually bad luck. It's, it's considered bad luck in the theater to say good luck. And they sing a whole song about how it's bad luck to say good luck on opening night and so forth. Uh, and what, what and, you know, the, the newish producer, Matthew Broderick's character is like, well, what do you say then if you don't say good luck? They say, you say break a leg. And so they all say break a leg and then uh, the, the star falls down the stairs and breaks his leg. So yeah and the director takes over and the rest is history so that's that's almost exactly what happened here it was hysterical i love i love how much they leaned into the producers but still had enough deviation from it to make it fresh wow i gotta see the producers now you do it's really really great it's really great 
The, the actually, there actually is a movie that came out. I mean, there's there's the original movie from the 60s with Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel, but that's not a musical. The musical, they did make a, a cinematic movie of it. So it's not like a, a recording of the stage play. It's it's a cinematic movie. Um, and it, But it's got like all, almost all the original cast anyway. Matthew Broderick's in it. Nathan Lane's in it. So it's 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 worth watching it's except that they did cut the my favorite song out of it so sure. but it's in the deleted scenes so anyway so kurt i think it's time to play a game oh a game i'm gonna do good at i feel it who said it kurt I'm going to give you four quotes today. Four it's a, it's, points. It's the finale. It's the finale. Out of you know, three. So I could I could get. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you, the last one that I'm going to give you is a complete gift. Okay. So. Uh, no, I hate that. Okay, go on. No, it's a gift. <laughs> I can only lose if you say that. I know. <laughs> but, okay. but I'm telling you, it is. It's a gift. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, it counts, but it's, I mean, I, this is why I don't mind doing a fourth one, because that one is just. You're going to get that one. All right. First quote. You ready? A lot of talking characters in this episode. Yeah, go on. I think I'm going to go with this one. I thought that was the quote. No, 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 no. There's such a confusion with this game. Is when the I'm quote, sorry. I'm when sorry. the Mr. Style ends and when the quote begins. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'll, I'll do ready, set, go for each of them, right? Yeah, you ready? Have to do that. That's fine. Ready, set, go. Leave me alone. I'm happy. I'll get help. What the heck? Um, leave me alone. I'm happy. I'll get help. Uh, it's not Howard. It's not oh, definitely not Jonathan. It's not Mabel. I could see Oliver saying that. I don't think it's Charles. Is that um? We say that one more time. Leave me alone. I'm happy. I'll get help. Leave me alone. I'm happy. I'll get help. Who gets help for someone in this episode? Besides, someone leaves to go get Cliff help. Ben, leave me alone. I'm happy. I'll go get help. I, uh, the... I That's not what I said. Leave me oh. alone. I'm happy. I'll get help. Are these two different people? This is all one person. All one person. Huh. Jeez. I, I really, um, this is part of the play itself, actually. Man, now I really, okay, well, I, 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 I gotta just guess at this point. Um, leave me alone. I'm happy. I, um, Oliver, I don't know what uh, when someone was hurt. <laughs> when someone was hurt? Yeah, I, I don't even know the scene. I was just, just tell me the answer. It, well, it is Oliver. Got so. it. I knew it. Wait, 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 let me get the scene there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get help. Uh, say the quote one more time. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm happy. I'll get help. I don't know. But when Howard comes in. During my favorite scene. <laughs> no, it's the it's the it's the opening scene. Not well, not the not Donna's opening monologue, but it's the opening scene with the podcasters where they're going over what they know with Loretta, and Oliver is shoveling dip into his mouth, <laughs> and they're all kind of quietly judging him, and he says, "Leave me alone, I'm happy," and yeah. he says to Loretta, "I'll, I'll get help." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he actually brought up how the dip helped solve the murder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. 
Yeah, but in the same, I mean, Loretta is is thrilled to be behind the scenes of the podcast, and she she even gives them the idea that Donna is sick. Remember the vomit and the wig from Sis Probe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was it Sis Probe? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was because she was nervous. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and with uh, limited time left to live, Donna would probably do anything for her son. Also, Dickie gave her the hanky, not a hanky, the hanky with a definite article. And Charles does the patented Oliver snort here. I loved it. <laughs> Did you catch that? No. What do you mean? Oh, my God. Do you know what the the Oliver snort is? Look, when he snorts sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so, Oliver, so Charles did it. When he saw the hanky, he, like, grabbed Oliver's shoulder and went... <laughs> it was hysterical. I loved it. All right. You are... I'll give you half credit for that one, I guess. So you're at you're point five out of me, Oliver, but thank you. So point five out of three. Okay. All right, this one you'll get, I'm pretty sure. Jeez. Ready, set, mm-hmm. go. Why are you a coat stand? Uh, oh, that's uh, Donna to Tobert after she. I'm during my favorite scene. It is definitely during your favorite scene, but it is not Donna who says it. What? It is Howard. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Howard comes in and sees Tobert. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to get half credit for that one too, Kurt. All right. And we've already fine. we've already talked about the scene extensively. So you're I'm going to say you're one for two here. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that. A scene right. in one, character in the other. <laughs> yep. Uh this one I think is the hardest one. I I'm not sure you're going to get this. Are you ready? Mhm. Oh, wait a minute. Where Okay, there it is. Okay. Guts and gore on the shore Nova Scotian. Uh, I'm going to go with this probably said in the play. I think Ben says it. Okay. It is in the play. <laughs> but no, it's Oliver singing it in the opening number. Ah, oh, well. Yeah. Guts and gore on the shore of Nova Scotian. My my hedge there was, I, I, I was thinking of saying Oliver. Yeah. I, I, I should have said this hedge out loud, but I was like, well, <laughs> he already got said one for Oliver. And I think it'd be cool <laughs> if we did one for like Ben, because Ben's not really like, you know, he's only there when Cliff sees him there. <laughs> that's true. Doing the play. That would have been cool. So that's what my... I, anyway. I didn't do that, though. <laughs> so is that also... Not this point? time, anyway. So uh, I don't think you get half a point for that. You didn't say, what? like, the opening number or anything like that. Oh, I said during the play. All right, fine. You can have half a point. At least give me a quarter right. of a point. Yeah, whatever. Half a point. Thank uh, you. But anyway, um, this is the opening number. It's the Creatures of the Night, which I, yes, I've downloaded this and I've listened to it several times since watching the episode. And it's pretty great. But Howard didn't, I was pretty surprised to see that Howard did not replace. Actually, we'll back this up a little bit here because our girl Uma, Jackie Hoffman, comes in to watch the show. Yeah, with Matthew, well, not with, but sitting by. She sits next to Matthew Broderick, and she says, you know, do you think anybody will die in this one? And Matthew Broderick says, Oliver's career might die. She says, I like the way you think, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> That's funny that she says his name directly to her. I love it, too. They always yeah. say that, Matthew Broderick. Yep. One of you smells. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> says Jerry. 
Anyway, the opening number, we're, we get the surprise of seeing Oliver on stage. I guess you weren't surprised, but I was a little surprised. I don't know why I didn't think of it. It's kind of embarrassing that I didn't think of it. It yeah, is the, producer. the producers. But uh, anyway, uh, Tauber also backstage gives Mabel the flash drive with Donna's audio. And I was suspicious that maybe he swapped it out, mm -hmm. but it seems like he was playing it pretty straight. Um, and he also asks her to come with him to L.A. while he works on an independent film. So lots of goings on during Creatures of the Night. And there were, I don't know if you noticed, there were crab people. I'm scared of crab people, Mr. Sal. <laughs> I don't blame you. Okay. So you're, what, one and a half for three? But... I can't even get a, a hundred anymore. No, the good I'll news is. Also, give me is... bonus credit for the, the fourth point. <laughs> No, this is this is too much of a gimme. No, this is literally a gift for you. I I I made this for you, Kurt. Here we go. Oh my you ready? God. The pressure's at an all-time high, yeah. This dusty old chestnut has been Botoxed, bedazzled, and brought back to life. Lorena. I'm joking. Wait, can I actually guess that? <laughs> yes. You wanna, are you guessing Loretta? No, no, it's Oliver during the um after party reading Maxine's review. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. actually, I'm gonna that's say, I'm why gonna I say. gave it to you. I, I wrapped this up for you because <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure Maxine made our, made Thank our you. way into this somehow. So there you go, Kurt. There's your Maxine for the for the oh, episode. So, Mac, there's a universe where Maxine did it. <laughs> no, there's not. She, she seems she seems like an Oliver lover. There, there's a universe where she's a little bit more in love with Oliver and a little less crazy, or a little now a little more crazy. It's like a Jan esque killing. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, this is at the after party. The Maxine's review is is actually very good. Uh, Loretta has two offers for major roles in LA, inc including Hedda Gobbler in that animated feature about the turkeys. Uh, and you know what? Oliver likes LA in small doses, much like Mabel, who also likes LA in small doses. So they both kind of decide their place is New York, but they'll, they'll come visit their lovers. And the lovely Arconia, yeah, the yeah. fourth character of the series, True. all season long. Mm, this season, not as much. <laughs> Saz shows up with a cold case. Uh, and it, oh, I holy cow, I wrote that yeah. here. <laughs> Listen to this. I Right here, I wrote, Saz shows up with a cold case. Oh, no, she's dead. <laughs> I wrote that right there. That's amazing. Holy cow. I she forgot I wrote that right case. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has something sensitive to talk to Charles about, and we never get to hear it, at least not this season. And Charles is off to get a bottle of Malbec. Malbecita, in fact. Little tiny Malbec grapes. So, uh, you know what? We may as well just wrap, wrap that up here. Yeah. Uh, in a darkened Charles apartment, we see who we think is Charles. This is actually pretty cool because mm -hmm. you see, you see, recognize Charles' apartment. You you see him, you, who you think is Charles, come in. He said he's going uh, for the wine. He yeah. said, he had just said it. They just didn't tell us that they jumped time a bit here, <laughs> and uh, and it's actually Saz who gets shot through the window. Poor Saz, Rip Saz. Yeah, man, Rip after the Saz, after Saz. All right. Well, Kurt, you did okay. Two and a half out of four. Uh, well, out of three. That's a bonus. You don't count that's bonuses. That's true. You did get that one 100%. So then one and a half out of three. 
No, no, no. I mean, no, we count as like a bonus point. <laughs> like, if you get a bonus question, you don't up the total points on the test. All right, let's just hit the recap. Well, I was pretty excited that Donna got the opening monologue because it was kind of led me to believe that yes, they did play it straight. She did do the poisoning, so I was I was pretty pleased to see that she produces. That's what a producer does. Even in childbirth, she's producing producing yeah. shows. This is really funny. This <laughs> Donna's. If I, I I'm gonna miss uh, Donna and Cliff. I hope we still see more of them. I love Donna and Cliff and Cliff too, but Donna just like. She really worked for me. She was great. Anyway, uh, we get to see Cliff's birth. It, it even inspires a new song titled "I'll," uh, titled "The Rest of Your Life," because she had just said to Cliff, "I'll protect you for the rest of your life." Ooh, so that's a great idea. A great idea. That's she calls in the that. song. Yep. All right. We already talked about uh, the the back the background here. The uh, the catching up of Loretta and the handkerchief. Um, we go to the theater now and Howard is asking for Gideon's help and sweeping. Jonathan is drugging himself up. Mabel delivers a message to Donna that says new review in KT's office. And as Donna's leaving, she says to Cliff, one on the lips and one on the heart. And we don't get to see what one on the heart means, but we will later. Uh, one on the lips is, the, is a kiss on the lips and one on the heart. She takes his pocket handkerchief and puts her lipstick mark on it. So, so sweet. So loving. Yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we already talked about your favorite scene. So we'll skip mm -hmm. ahead here. We talked about the opening number in Uma. So we'll skip ahead again. We talked about Loretta and Dickie. So we'll keep <laughs> skipping ahead. Finally, here we go. Mabel. Oh, I love Charles' song. This is not uh, yeah, Charles' song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything about Charles' song. It was the same as when he mm -hmm. did it. Except that he. This is hysterical, though. He takes a bow at the end. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a good song. No, but you don't take a bow in the middle of a Broadway show. You take a bow about the end. Otherwise, no. you're breaking character. No, that's fine. This was, guy's I, breaking the fourth wall the whole time. I mean, he he, he, started, he started enunciating, thank you, everyone. Thank you. I really, I did like it, though, because it kind of showed that he is not the stage person. He is a, a, a TV person. <laughs> um, and also, it showed just how much we knew how nervous he was about the show and doing it eight times a week. But he clearly loves it because he's he's basking in the in the applause here so that was pretty cool anyway uh but mabel ha who has seen cliff storm away from donna finds cliff in jerry's loft where he used he used to um watch his mom's shows when he was a kid uh he would conduct with twizzlers that's kind of a cute image but and mabel accuses cliff of pushing ben one on the lips and one on the heart so then we get the flashback scene, which amazingly neither of us picked as our favorite scene because this is a pretty great it was, scene. It was my runner-up. Yeah, it was my runner-up too. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. Ben's phone call was from Dr. C, which I think I said that too. <laughs> like when, Before we stopped talking about the phone call, I believe that is where I landed. But um, Ben was rat poisoned. And Cliff encounters him by the elevators. And when he does... Ben notices he's eating a cookie. 
wait a minute, I was fasting. How did I get rat poison in my system? All I ate was that cookie. <gasps> but Cliff, obviously, it wasn't Cliff who put it there because he was not in charge of cookies. He was in charge of pennants from Tiffany's. But Donna did tell Ben to go be nice to Ben. He remembers this. And Donna poisoned him. Why? He can't really figure that out. Why would she hurt your show? You, you know, you're the star, but she killed her other star. Or she tried to kill her other star. And then he realizes, well, she thought I sucked. And that, that, that it just keeps rolling from there. He keeps calling Cliff boy, and Cliff keeps calling Ben phony, which these are their triggers, right? The if If Ben's calling Cliff boy... He is not acknowledging that Cliff has a name, which he just has not done. He's never really called him Cliff at all. <laughs> and phony is what Ben considered himself or was told that he was after he got fired from Brazos. So, yeah. so the, they're both pretty triggered. Um, and they start pushing each other. But back in the loft, Cliff threatens to throw himself onto the stage. And then we get to see this really interesting rendition of For the Sake of a Child – um, because depending on the perspective, uh, when, when Cliff is looking at it, he's seeing Ben performing uh, because you know it was, it was an accident. This should be him. He should be out there performing. I, I can't believe I did this and so forth. Um, so he sees Ben performing, and, and when he's watching, we see Ben performing. But when he's not, we do see what's actually happening, which is Oliver performing it with Loretta. And by the way, if anybody's interested in the plot of Death Rattle Dazzle, <laughs> um, it looks like the detective was the killer and the father of the triplets. <laughs> so good for Oliver. Yep. So so if if you're interested in the plot, and I know Dickie is, and it looks then, like the nanny takes out all three of them at once. Not the three. not the babies, but the uh, detective, the father, and the murderer. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, Cliff tells Mabel that he didn't mean to push Ben. He was just trying to protect his mother, just like Donna has always been trying to protect him. But as Charles and then Oliver make their way to the loft, Cliff slips further and further through the door. But when he's hanging by one hand, Donna takes it and he climbs back up. Man, they could have had a single tear here. No. Also made me so sad when I saw this scene. You wanted a single tear? No, I didn't. It would have been kind of funny, though. It, yes, it definitely would have been. But anyway, next up is the curtain call. They all take their bows, which I don't know if you noticed this, but Donna and Cliff were on stage for the bows, which I guess maybe the producers would come out on stage for opening night, but I, I feel like it's kind of unusual. But more unusual than that. Well, Howard running in? No, not Howard. Howard is an assistant director. He deserves to be there. Mabel, Mabel is out yeah. there taking a bow. <laughs> is she in the play whatsoever? No, she's she had nothing to do with the play. Uh, well, is take it... a bow, Mabel. Sure. I guess so. I guess. I guess so. Be and, then, guess. Be and then we get the after party, and, and that's the end. We we did it. We did Man. it. That's that's a wrap on the season. I know, I know. I mean, we still have our recap episode for us personally, but oh yeah, we should we should probably talk about that at some point. But we'll we'll talk about that later. For now, let's continue talking about this episode. Uh, I guess we'll have to check the time in order to do that. Whoa! Did you see that, Mister Sal? No, what? 
It's TV time. Oh, nice. Ain't no time like a TV time. Hmm. Well, Kurt, I, I believe that the viewers of TV time gave this a five. I believe so as well. Okay. And let's see. They sure did. 85%. Okay. Now the question comes down to the characters. Characters. Yes, it does. So this is hard. I think this is, this is still just the same hard. five. It's the same five. Yeah. Because I would love to vote for Donna or Cliff in this episode. I, mm-hmm. th- I would vote for either of them before any of these five. That's right. I'd vote for Donna. I would vote for Donna as well. And but, then I would vote for Cliff in second place. So, but given these five, I think that you said you would say, I think you'd say Oliver, and the people would say Mabel. I think the people would say Mabel. I think you said Loretta. You know, I thought about saying Loretta. I did not, though. I ultimately went with Oliver. Okay. Who do the people go with? Mabel, 73%. Of course. I said Saz in the memoriam vote, if I could. So so you'd go Donna first, then Saz? No, Saz first, then Donna. Oh, wow. Okay. I got to bring All back right. the in-memoriam vote, listeners. Yep. Yep, yep. Character dies. Was your respected one? You throw him your vote. But no, no, no. Yeah, I, I went with Oliver as well. You got me. You got me. All right. I love, I love Oliver this season. That's so good. Yeah, he's uh, great. Of the trio, he's my favorite for the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because he got – Martin Short, the actor who plays Oliver, got a lot of flack early in the season. Like, there was a an article – I don't remember what news outlet published it, but, like, calling him, like, one of the most overrated comedic actors working. Like, right now or of all time? Like, right now. Working right now. I, I did think this later in the episode – this has nothing to do with Oliver, but um, talking about outside the show stuff – when um Charles for a moment when I thought he got shot, I was like, Oh my god, they are finally writing him off the episode now. Or the series. <laughs> Just like last season. Yeah, maybe this is a maybe you know what? Maybe this is an every season thing. They almost kill Charles because he was Jan poisoned him. You're right. Remember? Yeah, Jan poisoned him in season one. And left him for dead. She left his uh, uh-huh. like the, 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 the gas line burning. And... I love this as a bit. Charles almost yeah. dies. You're right. Yeah, every season yeah. ends with him almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then last season, of course, they they, they staged his death for that yeah. one. With with uh, what was her name? Alice? I think it was Alice. Yeah, Alice Alice. Uh, Mabel's other love interest. Right. <laughs> Do you think Tobert is going to be sticking around for season four? So this is, uh, it goes one of two ways. Either we have a LA episode mm-hmm. next season, or we see neither of these characters again. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Neither. I, I don't know trade will swing, but <laughs> I don't either. But Kurt, mm-hmm. I know it's the end of the season, but I think I think we still gotta we still gotta do an incident report. It might be the end of this season, but there's another cold case now. <laughs> Not so cold. This is a hot yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah, that, a fresh murder in the building. So they're, they they know what they're doing next season. Yeah. So, oh, so sad here's what Saz, we know. Yeah. We know that Saz had something sensitive to talk with Charles about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Saz actually got to tell Charles that because you're right. We don't. Time jump. But did yeah. they get to actually discuss it? It might have because Charles said he was going to go get the wine, but then Saz is up there to go get the wine. No, 
to get more wine because remember oh, they've already yeah. had a bottle of wine. Howard talks about he, how he likes the yeah, yeah you're right the, yeah, yeah. the soil discussion and everything else. But so I think that they're moving on to another bottle of wine. But yeah. at at any rate, uh, says we don't know if she ever did get to have that sensitive discussion with Charles. Um, we also know that a bullet came through the window. Mm-hmm. Now, the died. angle of the bullet might matter, but surely yeah, they must might. be in the Arconia to have either across on the, it or, a, yeah. Right, across the Like, they can't be on the ground level, maybe, because the way the way the Arconia is set up, as we've seen in person, and by that, yeah. not really, if we were outside <laughs> the building, but, and the only reason I know this is because I've seen the series that shows right. that, yeah, there's a central courtyard area, so it looks yep. like Saz got shot from across the way. Maybe they were on the roof. I don't mm-hmm. really quite know the angle, but it doesn't look like it came from the ground. They're pretty high up. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so there's that. And then did you notice? Didn't the it look to oh. Well, the, oh, yeah, oh, sorry, there's, there's, a, there's a text that from Joy that you, says. Well, yeah, what were you saying, though? Before? Uh, I was going to say that before, as Saz is dying, didn't it look like she was trying to write on the floor? It looks blood? like it. It looks yeah. like it, yeah. Or, she was moving her hand around. I mean, she took some yeah. blood, started moving the hand. Then and then like... it cuts to black. We don't get to see her stop trying to write on the floor. So yeah, there I'm might so, be so a blood message there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So there's so there's that. And you were talking about the text about Joy's text. Mm-hmm. Scott. Says Scott Scott Bakula says hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so we'll see if that matters at all. We'll see. Do you have any guesses about who did it? <laughs> no. I have three. Do really? You already take that for next season. You can't well, be doing that. But my, I, I do it every season. Even I don't remember what I did. <laughs> I don't remember what I did for season three. Well, then I okay. Well, here I'll throw three before you say yours. Um, I'm gonna guess Saz tried Herself? to get. Oh. Will try to kill Charles, and somehow the assassin flubbed it. Oh, so I'll say that Saz wanted to be the 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 only Charles remaining. Second, Tobert. Three, okay. accident. Okay. Accident with a bullet. <laughs> Did so I stutter? The celebratory gunfire just happened to come through person. Charles' window. Good think of a third person. So uh, I, I will say that uh, I said three, but one of the, my first choice, my top choice, is a, is a total cop out. It's uh, someone we haven't met yet. That, that's that that's, that's, that's why. <laughs> Okay. That's my first choice. But I love my second and third choices. Okay. Because my, I'm I'm assuming that whoever did this was intending to kill Charles, not Saz. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say for number two, Scott Bakula. No, I didn't think about Joy or Scott Bakula. He Why gets a text saying him? Scott Bakula says hi. That and then seems says on the nose, though. It seems I know, on the nose. I know, That's I know. Why. But all I'll say is I am really hoping to see Scott Bakula in season four. He's got to be in it, right? He probably is. Yeah, he's got to be. So so there's that. And then so who else would want Charles dead, perhaps? Matthew Broderick. Dude, that'd be really so, sick. I am dying, I love I'm it. dying for them to use an actual celebrity playing themselves. As the Kill. murderer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want it so bad. I wanted it with Amy Schumer in season two. I want this so bad. Come on, folks. You can do it. You can Will do it. Will it into being? Scott Bakula. 
I know, right? I'm sure they haven't written it. So uh, Scott Bakula or Matthew Broderick? That those are those are those are the people I'm throwing out there. I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. I I love how they're able to, you know, kind of prep the next season was at the end of the previous one, right? In a nice, interesting way. I think yeah, every yeah. Time they've done it. They've done a all right job with a no real complaints here. I uh, I'm, I'm interested for next season. It's it's like a little taste, a little teaser. Absolutely, it's it's really cool. I love I'm that to get ready for. So, all right. Speaking of what to get ready for, I I do I do wonder when it's going to start getting more mad about. Wow, we're solving a lot of murders in this building. <laughs> Maybe we should move. I mean, I mean, Uma's kind of brought it up in this. Yeah, season. I know, but it's got to get more and more, you know, intensive yeah. as a yeah it happens more and more frequently. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right. Well. Speaking of, uh, what did I say I was speaking of? Uh, wait and see. I, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, we have to talk a little bit about where we as show hoppers are going now that Only Murders in the mm-hmm. Building Season 3 is over. Next week, uh, we will be dropping our recap episode of the, of Season 3 of Only Murders in the Bel- Building. We'll go through and rank every episode from the bottom to the top. We'll talk about uh, our favorite and least favorite titles in this season. We will go ahead and talk about some character uh, uh, superlatives. We'll give some of those out. We'll talk about some of our favorite moments in the season. Uh, I don't think we're going to do deaths because... No, yeah, definitely not. We have says. So... Uh, so, yeah, so so we that'll be fun. Uh, we're looking forward to that. That'll be dropping next week. The week after that, and for actually the next four weeks after that, we are going to be doubling up on shrinking. We're going all in on shrinking. So you're listening to, hopefully listening to shrinking right now. We just dropped uh, episode two earlier this week. Next week, we'll drop episode three with the recap of Only Murders in the Building. But after that, we're going to do two episodes a week of shrinking because then we got some new stuff happening after shrinking's done so i think we can announce now that when we finish shrinking we will be dropping coverage of netflix original miniseries bodies okay that's a it's a netflix series that that bodies drops on october 16th so you'll have a few weeks to watch the series before you start hearing our coverage our coverage won't start until almost a month later on november 13th uh, or the week of November 13th. And we're not sure yet what day of the week we'll be dropping it. Uh, and also, we'll be starting another new series. So two new series in the same week, Bodies on Netflix, and A Murder at the End of the World, another which I'm very excited mystery. about. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even remember. What streaming service is that going to be on? I can't remember. Is it Apple? I don't think it's Apple. But, Hulu then, because they, uh, they need another one. It might be. It might FX. be Hulu. It's FX. Right? It's a, it's oh, Hulu. yeah. So it's FX, so it'll be on Hulu. Yeah, right. So so we'll be going into A Murder at the End of the World. A murder, so just a little bit about each of these things. You know what? I'll talk about each of these, each of those series uh, during the recap next week. Maybe we'll go into them a bit more then. Uh, and we'll yeah. talk about them during Shrinking. I would highly recommend you guys check out Shrinking. Sometimes. Oh, Absolutely. Shrinking is so good. It is really Sh- good. <laughs> oh, man. I So we are... We've only dropped the first two episodes of Shrinking, but we've recorded the first six episodes of Shrinking. So we've watched the first six, and I'm considering it for my Mount Rushmore of television series. I love this series so much. 
Uh, I mean, I do feel like there should be some overlap with only murders in the building because it is very, very funny. It's hysterical. But my God, the emotional gut punches that you get out of it too are are really great. Uh, it's such a great series. So check that out. We're only two episodes into our coverage, so you can watch the first three. And you'll be ready to listen to our coverage of episode three when we drop it next week. So that I think we've overloaded the uh, the audience with enough of our stuff, uh, current catalog and future catalog. I don't think we need to go over the back catalog right now. So but we do have a lot of other stuff in the back catalog. Tons of stuff. Limited too. Ozark, Centaur World, Better Call Saul. Okay, sorry. I know you said we shouldn't, but I, I had to. <laughs> that's okay. Throw it out. We already did. That, that's that's enough. So we got. It. But, but we won't say any more. Add much more there. <laughs> so <laughs> so. Uh, Please do check that out. Please do leave us five-star ratings and reviews. Please contact us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. If you have anything to say about the season, we can get into our recap episode. We'd love to We'd love to incorporate some listener feedback on that uh, episode. Uh, it, we would also appreciate it if you share the podcast around. Tell people about it. Get it, get it out there. I mean, lots of people watch Only, in the, Only Murders in the Building. They may as well listen to our companion podcast as well. Kurt, anything you'd like to add? Moida. Moiter, okay. Well, congratulations, everybody. I did it. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.